Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to bring me aboard. Permission to come aboard. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's D.A. Welcome inside the freshest Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is the show within the show. We like to peer back inside the curtain and let you guys in on what's going on behind the scenes of the D.A. show. And coming up a little bit later on, Mraz will join me as always. But first... We want to tell you how you get this podcast. Go to our iTunes feed, the normal iTunes feed, although there is scuttlebutt that maybe the Permission Granted podcast might get its own iTunes feed this century. We'll see if that happens. For now, it's on the normal iTunes feed with our full episodes, our full shows nightly. Just search The DA Show. Also always available on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The DA Show. It's available there in video streaming form. Very easy to click play on that. And always on our website, daoncbs.com. Just click on the audio tab there. Our guest this week is a special guest. And you guys know how fond I am of our listeners, the D-Aliens, and our loyal callers and listeners that are always with us here on the show. Well, one of our real loyal listeners is a guy by the name of Aaron Barkle. You might recognize him if you're on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The DA Show, because he's always leaving comments, he's always leaving posts, and he's always commenting on everything with the same exact comment. Hashtag raw, all in uppercase letters. So he lives out in the Bay Area. Of course, Mraz and I this week will be heading out there for Radio Row and Super Bowl week. I said, what better time to have... Aaron join us to kind of go over his listenership of the show, how he likes to uh, to kind of get involved, what hashtag raw actually means, and he's gone above and beyond and actually sent us Christmas gifts this past December. So why not hear about him from that standpoint and also get his thoughts on what we should do out in the Bay Area for Super Bowl Radio Row Week. So we got Aaron Barkle on right now. Aaron, what's going on, buddy? Hey, DA. How's it going? Doing really well, man. Thanks so uh, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, for those that might uh, might not know you or might know you, they would probably recognize you from all of the messages you post on our Facebook page. Hashtag raw. Let's start there. Where where did you come up, and why do you continually post hashtag raw? It's just a statement, man. It's just a one word, just a real quick little thing. Because I mean, let's face it. Some of the content, a lot of the content that comes through, whether it be when you guys are on the overnights or even today, still during the day, people are calling in. Sometimes they're drunk. Sometimes they've got a, a so-called hot take, and they, they quite frankly don't know what they're talking about. And it's just raw content. It's just like, where did this come from? 
<laughs> so the hashtag bra is just, you know, hey, it's four keystrokes and it's gone. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, I love that. I think it says a lot about the show. Now, you you found us when we were doing the overnights when we launched on CBS Sports Network, uh, let's see, January 1 of 13, so a little over three years ago. When did you actually start listening to the show out there? Well, it's funny because I had been listening to the other network that still broadcasts overnight. And, uh, you know, you guys, it's funny. It's so ironic. You guys were just talking about Mike and Mike a little while ago. You listen to somebody long enough. And it's like, they just became so, so boring, uh, quite frankly. And it was just the same thing over and over. In Northern California during baseball season, KNBR 680 will replay the, that previous day's Giants game starting at midnight. So I would listen to that. But if there was no game, then I, I'm listening to whatever overnight radio I can get. So when you guys came on, it was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And it was so different. And, you know, like we were just talking about all the all the goofballs that were calling in overnight, messed up, drunk, driving home, you know, no idea what they're talking about. And the, the contrast between the other network and you guys is the callers. You can you can my choices were I can listen to two guys just talk about themselves and talk about their company for however many hours I'm in there. Or I can listen to you guys reach out to the people and uh, it's, it's far more entertaining and far more interesting. Well, we appreciate that, and I, I appreciate you saying that, which is interesting because I was just having this conversation with somebody else uh, in network radio. I forget who it was, and, and th- there's this sense in network radio that because you don't talk to a local uh, listenership and every, all the callers are kind of scattered about the country, that it doesn't really make uh, a lot of sense to take calls. And you'll see that from ESPN Radio. They just, they just won't take phone calls, and there are network shows... Um, even on our network, that kind of don't want to take a lot of uh, calls. I always love doing it because I feel like, you know, you don't want to just be talking to a box. You know, I kind of like the idea that I could be talking directly to somebody. So um, I think it's interesting that you say that. And from a listener standpoint, what is it about hearing other callers that um, that's intriguing or enjoyable? Well, sometimes they actually people a lot of people do have some really good information, a really good perspective. People that have been, uh, you know, labeled as fans for generations. I mean, people that are well old enough to be my dad coming in with really cool historic uh, Red Sox information or Dodgers information or, or maybe uh, Oakland Raiders information, something like that. A lot of fun. Um, it's just, it's, it's interesting to hear someone else's opinion that it's just live, it's raw content, it's just here it is and go, rather than, I mean, very few times anything is scripted, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you would be able to tell, maybe the one time or two times when we do production pieces, and that, uh, or like when, when Breaking Bad News with Joey Waller, but everything else is off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, once in a while, you get a guy calling in asking you if the sky is blue. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> One of the cool- or, you know, you got drunk Jen. I mean, there's some real characters out there that really, really add to the show. But then you've got this, this long lineage of, of just real people that are calling in. They may only call in one time and they just want to be heard or want to share a viewpoint. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, right. I'm I'm with you on that. One of the coolest things that we uh, we had any listener ever do was send us 
a gift package for one of the holidays. And he, and you did this this past winter, which was badass. You sent us all this cool stuff, a bunch of uh, like snacks and food from Trader Joe's. There's a few um, kind of uh, crazy gifts in there, like a football-themed hat um, and uh, and like a flask and stuff like this. And it was pretty amazing. We had we had the Aaron Barkle Christmas Package Fantasy Draft. Uh, myself, Mraz, and uh, Ward, and uh, I, it was it was amazing. There was a bunch of good stuff in there. So I got to give you major props, man. I know it was just a thank you that you sent to us for for the work, but uh, we got to send a thank you back out to you, man. That was amazing. Well, I appreciate that, and it's it's just fun. I felt like you know what I feel, and I think a lot of people would would feel the same way I do right now. If you're out there working, you're driving, you're maybe in a plant or something or a factory and you, you're all night and you're listening to you guys when you were on all nights or you're doing the drive home now in some parts of the country, you feel like you get, you feel like you get connected. I mean, you listen to somebody, you know, I listen to your voice long enough, five days a week. I feel like I actually know this guy. And, um, you know, I've never called in, call, calling into a radio station. It's really kind of not my thing, but, um, it, it was just it was just fun. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna put together a box of stuff for these guys. Who, nobody's gonna throw away food, right? Especially Mraz. So I figured <laughs> I'd assemble this this stuff and send it to you guys as a thank you because, um, you know, again, I'm I'm I work nights and I'm picking you guys up between uh, like 2 a.m. 2 and 6 a.m. Pacific. So and I'm I'm listening to the podcast still today and. Uh, I mean, it, it makes a difference. You guys keep me going, and I really appreciate that. That's awesome, man. Well, it did uh, it did not go unappreciated, man. We ate everything in that uh, that box. I think Mariah's probably ate most of his on his drive home that night. So since, <laughs> since, since you are out in the Bay Area and we're going to be coming out there, I wanted to reach out to uh, one of our listeners that know us so well about what we should be doing. So you would you would have a good sense since we're going to be doing this full house of pancakes and we're going to be living this life and talking about it on the air for the next a uh, couple of days as well. So first thing, give me the uh, breakdown of the Ghirardelli Chocolate Factory. If you've been there, if you haven't, if you've heard about it, because the moment that we learned we were going to go out to the Super Bowl, Mirage couldn't stop talking about going to this damn chocolate factory. <laughs> Ghirardelli's pretty cool. It's an iconic part of San Francisco. Been there forever. Jay Berman the other night said it really well. You know, you walk into the area. Ghirardelli's kind of like a kind of like a little complex, and it's seated right up from Aquatic Park, which is, you know, it's right on the ocean. You can look out, see the Golden Gate Bridge and Alcatraz and the whole thing. It's really a beautiful setting. You're going to smell the chocolate, which is really cool. Um, it, I feel like, like a lot of places in San Francisco, it just really has this touristy content to it. But um, there is a lot of history there. It's right next to a, uh, uh, a cable car station. So you can, you can go to Ghirardelli, hang out there. You walk maybe a block, and you can jump on a cable car that'll take you all the way back into the financial district. Uh, It's a fun place. I mean, you you can get the chocolate. You can get, uh, I think there's a couple of restaurants in there. So highly recommended. My mom and I have, uh, I I take my mom down on the train every Christmas, and we hang out in San Francisco for a day or two. And uh, Ghirardelli is one of our stops. So, uh, yeah, I recommend it, especially for him. Okay, yeah, I'm sure that uh, he's going to be wanting to swim in that fountain. I want a uh, some type of bread bowl, like a chowder or something like this. 
Am I going to go to Fisherman's Wharf? Am I going to go someplace else, maybe off the beaten path? Where am I going to go if I want to get one of these bread bowls? The clam chowder or chili or other kinds of soup in the sourdough bread bowl is a pretty popular theme throughout San Francisco. Obviously, if you go down to the ferry building, Fisherman's Wharf, uh, there's probably a place in Ghirardelli. So you're going to kind of be all over the place. But like you were saying, if you want to go down to um, Pier 39, there's a place. Um, let's see, there's, there's a couple places in there. The place that I always go to is over near Fisherman's Wharf. And it just kind of sits out there in the open, kind of out in a, in a parking lot, really. It's called uh, Budin's Bakery and really good stuff. I mean, the, the, the smells in San Francisco are like, it's like the cartoon characters, you know, like back in Looney Tunes days when they're just like floating on the smell, you know, that's leading their <laughs> and, uh, So you, you walk, you walk by this place and most of it is seating for outside, but you can, you can grab the bread bowl and just kind of walk around town with it. And uh, yeah, highly recommended. The bread's good. The soup's good. Clam chowder is like a staple, but, um, and then, so across from that, you've got all of the different fishermen's wharf stuff. So you walk through to this area that's kind of like a lean to from the main building. It's on the, it's like a covered sidewalk really. And you've got all these guys on both sides of you cutting up crab, cutting up shrimp, cutting up just all kinds of stuff. You can get little calamari cocktails in a cup, uh, uh, lobster bisque, lobster sandwiches. I mean, you name it, it is all there. It's all fresh. You know, the sights, the smells, the whole thing. It's, it's uh, a pretty welcoming environment. Oh, I need all of that. Okay. That is awesome. I'm so into that. A calamari cocktail. I've never had something like that. So now I'm, I'm totally juiced about that. Obviously going to see the Golden Gate Bridge is, uh, is something that everybody wants to do. And we've said we're going to do it. Is there a way to do it? Is there a place to go while we're doing it? Or is it one of those things where you, you drive by or you walk by, you snap the picture, and then you're on to the next thing? From my point of view, I'm, I'm like a really big hiker. So I've taken hikes that go from the ferry building in San Francisco to the ferry building in Salsalito on the other end of the bay. So that are on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. It's like a 10-mile hike. So I think for me, hiking across the bridge itself has always been a lot of fun. But for you guys that I don't know if you're going to have a car or if you just if you just kind of get there and go to one of the, the visitor visitor centers that are like um, like on the south side of the bridge on the San Francisco side, you can take some nice pictures from there. You can get a good flavor for what it is. If you have the time to walk out on it for a little ways, it's pretty cool, too. But um, it, there's a lot of different ways to approach it. So it just kind of depends on what kind of time you have and what investment you're willing to make. Yeah, we won't have a car. We're going to do everything by public transit. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know how much free time we'll have outside of our normal uh, work down at the, the Radio Row, taping interviews, doing interviews, afterwards meetings with production, meetings with the bosses, uh, stuff like that. We've got something that we're going to do over at KNBR as well with all the stations for CBS. So who knows how much free time we'll have. But uh, we got to go down there and see it, definitely. Um, are there any kind of um, under-the-radar things that we should be looking to do or looking to see that won't pop up on your normal tourist guide? Um, Baker's Beach is a really cool place. I highly recommend that. That is, you may see, like, 
in your time in San Francisco, you'll probably see some calendars and postcards, and you'll see like this guy fishing with this long fishing pole, and in the background to his right, here's the Golden Gate Bridge, or maybe even some older shots are showing it built. Baker's Beach is a fun place because that's where you can get some of the real iconic uh, postcard portrait views of the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, again, that's going to require some kind of a car or something, something like that, or maybe you could catch some kind of a tourist bus out there. Um, my favorite place, honestly, my favorite place in San Francisco to go as far as like a tourist or if I'm going to take somebody from out of town, I highly recommend the Ferry Building. And um, from where you guys are, just go straight up Market Street until you can't go anymore. You'll see the historic clock tower, the whole thing. It is a really, really cool complex. Lots of food, lots of wine, cheese. Uh, there's a little bookstore in there. There's a great, a um, uh, couple of great uh, meat cutter type things. There's fish. There's pretty much everything you want in that ferry building. Well, this is awesome. Okay, this is the inside dirt that we needed. I like this. Hey, before I let you go, Aaron, uh, now that uh, that the Super Bowl is almost here, afterwards. You know, it is election season. We've got the Iowa caucuses going on right now and all of that stuff. I'm feeling like after the Super Bowl, I want to push a political agenda on everybody, and that is vote Mraz. I want Mraz to be a, a fill-in host for me because I'm sick of everybody else doing the, the my show when I'm not there and and skipping over Mraz. I know Mraz would love to, to do a, a fill-in show, so... Can we get this going? You are a tremendous leader on social media. You're all over it. Do you think via the Facebook page and other places we can start getting a vote Mraz to be my fill-in host at least for one show going? So, um, well, that all sounds great, but let me ask you this. You, you really have that much confidence in Mraz? you feel like he could really do that for you? Well, I don't know. I know that he hosts uh, the Side B, the, the Permission Granted podcast, so we have some hosting ability or some um, ability there on that platform. I don't know if he could do a full four-hour show, but I do believe he's deserving of it. He's wanted to do it for a while, and I'm thinking if, I mean, if I'm out filling in for Doug X number of days or out on vacation X number of days, he should at least get, if not a show, like two hours of the show. I feel like he's deserving of that. So you want to give it that old college try, huh? Yeah, I think that Mraz is deserving of an old college try. This is now year four of us together. He still hasn't hosted on the network. I feel like if my listeners, if us as a show come together and we really push it, we can kind of force the bosses to at least give him like a couple of hours in my shoes one day. Yeah, well, hey, nothing, nothing like trying. I mean, hey. You, it, sound, it, it, you sound skeptical, Aaron. Well, I, I can... I can tell you that I've heard uh, probably 70 of the uh, PGPs, so, um, so, so 70-plus of those side Bs, however many of those he's been on. Uh, look, look, there's some, there's some content there. There's some talent. Obviously, he's done this long enough. He's not just walking into his first rodeo. But, um, yeah, four hours, uh, I don't know. I don't know, like, hey, give it the old college try, and if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, you know, just burn him and find somebody else. I love it that the first person I've suggested this to has already had his qualms about it. That's absolutely, <laughs> that's absolutely amazing. Well, see, I'm thinking, I'm thinking big picture, because if Mraz gets the whole thing 
canceled and ruined, then then what the hell am I going to listen to you overnight? <laughs> if, yeah, that's that's a good point. I want to give one thing a try, and that thing that doesn't work, and then you know I'm I'm just I'm looking for the for the I'm looking out for the team. Yeah, I understand that. Well, I appreciate your protection of uh, of the mothership. That's always very very valuable here. You see Aaron Barkle all over the place on our Facebook page, so hit him up when you see him on there. You see him hashtag raw, and I think your icon is an upside-down, half-eaten creamsicle. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm about to change that, too. Baseball's coming up. Pitchers and catchers are about to hit the camp. Yeah. So uh, got to put the put the San Francisco Giants back on there. All right, very good. So you can check them out there. Aaron, man, I, uh, I appreciate your card at the time. All of us here on the show, and specifically me, uh, really appreciate the dedication you've had to the show, man. It means a lot. And uh, you speak for a lot of listeners, which is why I definitely wanted to have you at least on one of these podcasts. Thank you so much, buddy. And uh, we will see you on the Facebook page. All right, bud? All right. Thanks a lot, DA. Have a good one. All right. Much thanks to Aaron Barkle for uh, joining us here on the PGP. Really cool. And uh, can't stress enough how great it is when our listeners become as involved as Aaron is. And I know there's so many of you guys that are as involved and uh, and call all the time or listen all the time or comment on Facebook all the time or tweet at me all the time. So all of you guys and gals, it is very much appreciated. And uh, Mraz joins me now. Mraz, have you finished all of your uh, Aaron Barkle fantasy food draft from our Christmas gift? Uh, I have, actually. Ironically, the last things left were the emergency Pop-Tarts, and I happened to eat them while I was out with bronchitis. Interesting. I uh, I need a little something to pop one of my medications. But I said, oh, I've got to have these Pop-Tarts in here, and that yeah. was the end of it. I actually got the flask, which I'm very happy about. Mm. I have not been out to a uh, an outdoor uh, sporting event since uh, we we did the fantasy draft, so I haven't used it yet. Although I suppose I could use it indoors. I went to a Knicks game recently. I did not sneak any alcohol in there, any liquor in there, but it's always a good option. And even for the thrill of it, even if you don't yeah. necessarily need to sneak it in, right. just the thrill that you got one over. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, an outdoor game when it's freezing cold out, if you've got some nips in there, it is crucial. It'd be great if now this was the year you were going to the outdoor hockey game. Yes, yeah, that would have been key. Ideal and perfect. Would have been key. So uh, I'm almost done as well. The last things left for me were a bag of Trader Joe's chocolate-covered pretzel bites. Oh, yeah, you and Ward had a little tussle over those. And, yes. I, and I took them, and uh, I kept them in the freezer. So there's maybe Ooh. like five or ten left or so. That's They're, a veteran move. Yeah, I delicious. often do that with the Girl Scout cookies or the Reese's real, Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah, real delicious. Aaron gave us some really good suggestions here. That Kalamata cocktail is is right up my alley. Right, and it, and it, the way he set it up as far as basically it's like a shack in the middle of the parking lot off yeah. of like Fisherman's Wharf over there. Yeah. Really sells it. And I got to be honest, he uh, he backed everything I was saying about Ghirardelli. Yeah, it might be a tourist train, but it smells great. Chocolates, ice cream. Oh, my goodness. I think we have our power rankings here. The only thing is it just depends on how much time we have to really do all this stuff and, because – we are scheduled to the gills for taping interviews and then doing our show and then right after the show doing other stuff. We've got the CBS thing at KNBR. I mean, there's a million things going on. We're only there for three and a half days. Yeah, and you know what? I, I was just reading some stuff on Twitter. I'm seeing some media people complain the first two nights Oh boy, that most of the bars and restaurants are shutting down by 10 o'clock in San Francisco. Really? I literally was just reading this stuff from a couple different people that I follow on Twitter Going, you know, even for Super Bowl, we, this, this city is a little outrageous. Everything's shutting down by 10 o'clock. I don't like the sound of that at all. 
I'm going to be now, honest. Why would that be? I mean, San Francisco would strike me as a really good party city. A pa- I mean, there's got to be places. I don't know what time last call would be. but Maybe just be- around the media hotel or maybe the media hotel itself. It could be. I mean, maybe a lot of people not venturing off too far. Yeah. But that's I, you can't have that because we get off the air at 7. You can't give us three hours just to... You know, finagle later no, on? No, no, that's no good. Well, I see, we've got some stuff set up, so I think we'll be okay. Also, our apartment is 15 minutes away from the Moscone Center, and I don't know where it is in, in relation to the to the media hotel, but I'm hoping that around our area we got our own stuff to go to. I would hope so. I would really hope so, because I'm telling you, there's nothing I like more than ending the night. You know, if I not, not that I'm, I'd be drunk or anything, but if, if there a couple cocktails... I mean, here you could pull up to a McDonald's, you can go to a chicken cart, you could do anything in New York. I need something to get my belly before I go to sleep. Here's the one thing we know, is that Chinatowns across America stay open later than any other district or uh, restaurant scene. They have their own rules. They play by their own rules. No question. Nobody so, tells them what to do. No, so it worst comes to worst, we're just going to hit up Chinatown and get some uh, late lo mein and uh, do some Chinese beers. Nothing I want more than MSG at 3 a.m. Let's do it. Let's hope that there's no MSG because sometimes my jaw gets numb. Oh, does it? Yeah. Other parts of me get numb if I have too much MSG Is for that you right? the jaw. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it numb, but you know where we're going here. MSG doesn't necessarily agree with me. I see. So it just races through you. Pretty much. Like Dale yeah. Earnhardt around a turn. Yeah, okay. Yeah, my my face just gets a little numb. My whole face. Well, that would be interesting to see. That would might make for a good Instagram video. It might, but that's what also makes me feel like it's very dangerous. Okay, <laughs> Come on. That's, that's true. Any chemical compound that'll make a body part, an entire body part, go numb. Well, at least your face now will be able to like judge how good the Chinese food is true. in San Francisco. Because that's if it doesn't true. go numb, we know we're all good. So I threw out for the first time this made public my idea of Vote Mraz 2016. Barkle was a little skeptical on it. You know what? I, I clicked through. I missed that part. Oh, at the end... I suggested, after Super Bowl, since it's an election year, the Iowa caucuses are here, that I wanted to stump to have you fill in host for the show when I'm out at some point. I think it's a great idea. So I wanted to create an election kind of like social media push and listener push. We kind of vote for Mraz. And that would maybe press on our bosses for you to get get one of those gigs. And I said, Barkle, you kind of are like, the prince of the Facebook page. Right. You can Hashtag really read it. And he was skeptical, and he's uh-huh. like, well, you know, I, I have listened to more than 70 of the permission-granted podcasts, and I said, see, and so Mraz has some experience. He goes, but, I mean, doing the side B is a lot different than doing a four-hour radio show. Well, and of he's course right. it is. He's right. But he just was like, is he ready for that? Huh. And I said, I think he is. I think at the very least, he's deserving of the shot. And Aaron Barkle said, look, and what I could what I could glean was he was just concerned that if it didn't go well, they would take the whole show away. Oh, like I would <laughs> torpedo yeah, everything? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I just I don't want to see the show go away because what will I have to listen to? And I'm like, I, I think that's If anything, they'd be begging for you not to take any more days off. Yes, and I, I don't think there's anything you could do that would actually make the whole show go away. Boy, talk about having <laughs> no confidence in me whatsoever. <laughs> I know we talk about burps and giggles here on the side B, but I, you know, I think I could hold down the fort. I would think so. I would think because we've we've broken this down before. A four-hour show is twelve segments. Right? Can you do twelve segments? Now they got it. Now some are long segments. That last segment of the hour is sometimes a fourteen-minute segment. But I've learned from you the best. If you got to break late, you break late and shorten it up. Yes. So you you make the clock work for right. you. Can you get? 
12 segments. Do you think you could do a 12 segments in the middle of the abyss? We wouldn't be talking about football season. I'd like to think I'm better than Trent Dilfer quarterback. You know what I mean? Trent Dilfer found his way to handle his way to a Super Bowl. I'd like to think in a 12-segment in a show, I don't just play ball protection. I can get a show done. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have confidence. Well, I do too, but I mean, Barkle was skeptical, but I guess that's understandable. It is an election year, so I want to try to make this push happen. I think after the Super Bowl is when we really try to get the the movement to try to get you to co- at least co-host, hopefully host a minimum of two hours when I'm out. I'm going to be out a lot for Doug during um, basketball, so I don't know if that's too soon, but sometime. Sometime, even if it's July. You know, a lot of people take off in the summertime. Yeah, maybe that's the push. Sometime yeah. of the summer. People taking summer vacation, slot me in. I'll come right from the beach. <laughs> I think the bosses might want to hear a little bit more of a commitment from you than just coming from the beach. Well, I could study on the I could read the newspapers on the beach. Yeah. I'll be ready yeah. to go. What would be your lead on July 12th? Uh, probably at the baseball all-star game <laughs> should count. <laughs> yes. I was just thinking that, you know how we always make fun of the, the worst sports talk? Right. Uh, debates out there, and we always we always bring up the Pete Rose. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? And there's like a few stock. We're ones. we're in this one right now. What can we do to fix the Pro Bowl? I was just thinking that. Like I even got sucked into right. doing that show the other day. You can't help. How it. can you fix the Pro Bowl? Exactly. What All Star Game's the best? <laughs> right. Always, always. Should uh, Barry Bonds get in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I was on my way home for the show last night, and the other station in town, which will remain unnamed, not WFAN, the nighttime crew actually said, so what's your favorite All-Star game? Oh. What? And I go, oh, I'm not listening. I can't do it. And then I, I changed the channel because that just aggravates me. And I said, boy, I almost had the same topic on my show. Hey, <laughs> we did 6.20 p.m. Pro Bowl, 6.40 p.m. NHL All-Star game. We were right there. At least I didn't open up the phones. So what's your favorite All-Star game? At least we hopefully brought something take, else to the table. A take before you would even bother asking that weak yes. question. Yeah. PGP is now uh, going over to the side B right now. We're heading out to uh, San Francisco in the morning. We'll be out there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We will bring you daily updates of what's going on from Radio Row and Full House of Pancakes. Here's the side B of the PGP. All right, welcome to Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. Yes, I'm back. Sean Mraz, running Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast, the executive producer of the DA Show, joined by the man who ran things last week, and I think actually ran things solidly well, Jolton Joe D'Aloisio. Joe, how are you? I'm doing well, Mraz. How are you? Ready for a big week here? <coughs> Jeez. <coughs> Excuse me, I still got a little bit of a cough, but I am, <coughs> I am ready for the big week Do here. I need a host here? Oh, Should I man. speak to myself? Oh, man. I don't know where that just came from. I'm okay. I'm okay. We're not going to edit that out because this is a uh, cutting room out. floor. Let it out. Let it out. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for a big week here as we uh, we approach San Francisco. We approach the Bay Area. Uh, myself and DA taking the show on the road. You and uh, Ward back at the shop running things. And uh, that seems to be the focal point here. So let's just jump right into it. Out in the newsroom, you and Berman destroying me for packing double underwear for every day. I mean, that's a little embarrassing. How old are you? I'm 28. Well, hold uh, on, hold on. I, uh, let's time out here. Before we get carried away here and say it's embarrassing, number one, I tweeted this. Underwear and socks, like I could wear the same pair of jeans for a week. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's fine. Underwear and socks, it's just, you got to prepare for anything, man. Whether it's an accident, whether it's uh, 
every piece explodes into confetti for some reason when you open up the, the suitcase. You need, so I do two pairs a day, so I'm going for the three days. Actually, I considered Saturday a fourth day. I actually went more than that. I have nine pairs of boxers packed. So, I mean, I don't understand how that's embarrassing. Let's be prepared. Uh, I don't think it's uh, bre- being prepared. Like I said, I think it's embarrassing just because we know what a slob you are and how you've had some serious accidents as of late, and that could potentially happen in San Fran. It's not going to happen. I'm going to be very mature. Uh, this is a very big professional week for me. Uh, and I love like the notion because you know, everybody considers me a disgrace that I'm just going to go out to San Francisco and I'm going to be a disaster. Well, I mean, when you no, go onto I'm... Twitter and tell tell the entire world that you're packing extra underwear just in case, we all know why. No, we... no, no. But just to let everybody know that that's the way everybody should pack. Mm, I don't think you were going for that. I think you're uh, you're that tweet pretty much meant there's a possibility that the Pooh Bear comes calling and I don't make it to the bathroom so quickly. So just in case if that were to happen. I'm ready to go with another pair. Well, of course, that would be one of the scenarios. And I will, in my backpack, I bring the Radio Row, have an extra pair on these uh, to go with it. Please don't leave your bag around. You don't want anybody picking it up and finding extra pair of underwear in your bag. Oh, very important. I'm going to have the headphones, the underwear, the iPad, and maybe some Tylenol. No snacks? Oh, you know what? See, that's a big problem, Joe. And we've made a lot of, uh, I would say, notions, discussions as far as the bottled water thing goes in San Francisco, and I've come to grips with it. I actually got a uh, a portable Brito water filter water bottle that I'm going to fill up everywhere, and I'm just going to have to live with it. Okay? Could be worse. That's what I'm packing, all right? That being said, the snack situation. See, my body's going to be thrown off here because I usually eat dinner pre-show about 4 p.m. Eastern. It's not ideal time to eat dinner, but we're so busy in show. That 4 p.m. Eastern becomes 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, which means if I were to eat then, that's that's lunchtime. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I'm going to have to eat dinner every night after the show. You know, 7, 8 o'clock dinner, something like that. Fine. But my problem will be if, like, let's say we get to Radio Row an hour and a half before the show. That's five and a half hours on Radio Row. I got to have some kind of snacks on me, but it's not like I'm packing from home where I could throw in the Fiber One bars, the granola bars, a little goldfish maybe. I'm hope this media center better have some for me. You know what I mean? A little old spunk buyer maybe? Now, I've never been to one of these big time events, so I don't know what the uh, situation, like the food situation is. See, New York City I did, and, you know, they would have, like, a separate room where it'd be, like, a cookie here, chips there, but, like, I'm going to have to, like, do that the moment I walk into the center. You know what I mean? And and storm in my bag because, like, in the middle of the show, I can't run off, See, you know? I, I don't think there's anything wrong if you put, you know, f- all the Fiber One bars that you have in that backpack. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm going to pack them in a suitcase? I'm sure there are uh, CVSs or Walgreens or something like that where you got next to where you'll be staying where you could easily pick those things up. I guess. No, I guess that's a problem. Because you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be, I'm going to be sitting there, the stomach's going to be growling. I'm going to be getting antsy. I think it'd be a better look if you packed some, if you bought some fruit. Maybe banana instead of, you know, the chocolate bars. Well, for, I do eat bananas at work. What is that supposed to mean? I'm just saying, you know, you, you have a banana one day and well, maybe I'll have a banana when I wake up for breakfast. How many bananas do you want me to eat in a day? Nothing. One, one banana's enough. I don't eat two bananas in one day. Two won't hurt you. What am I, a heathen? Two won't hurt you. It's all right. But I'm saying maybe you should be a little more uh, self-conscious with the snacks. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll help the belly, too, so you won't have to worry well, about I don't any think, accidents. I don't think me and DA are waking up and hammering, you know, eggs every morning. You know what I mean? So I'm sure I'll have a nice piece of fruit okay. walking to whatever uh, sites we're going to see and whatnot. Hopefully. 
Hopefully. I am very excited, as I've made mention of this, uh, the Ghirardelli Chocolate Factory, which I believe will be on Friday's docket, as me and DA try to hammer out the sightseeing. They have these ice cream sundaes there with their, their, their Ghirardelli hot fudge. Oh, my, Joe. I mean, oh, my. This just looks tremendous. Everybody's, everybody is wants that to see. what you're most excited about here? I wouldn't say it's most. Like, I am excited to for the work of it in the radio, but, like, as far as, like, yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge is cool. AT&T uh, Park is cool. But, man, if I get one of those ice cream sundaes, that's, like, that's like unbelievable. Now, how much chocolate? It's the closest thing I'd ever get to cheating on my wife. Jeez. Oh, poor Danielle. It's delicious. How much chocolate are you planning on bringing back? Uh, my mother's a big Ghirardelli fan, so I'll bring back some. Uh, and I'm sure I'll bring back some for me that maybe just make the backpack for me to eat on the plane ride home. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, this is Ghirardelli, man. This is the real deal. It's like going to Willy Wonka's factory. Are you bringing me back anything? What would you like? I'll take a piece of chocolate. So a Nice little okay. chocolate bar. You would take a chocolate bar over like a Super Bowl 50 shot glass. No, I'd rather the shot glass. Okay. See, like, now, if you thing. gave me the option, you gave me the option there. I'm not like looking for you to spend a lot. See, right? th- this I'm glad you bring this up because this brings up another thing. Oftentimes, when we go away, we get hit with the, well, what can we bring? What can we do? You know, so I need a souvenir. My sisters, my dad, my wife, they're gonna look for something because this is like this is cool, and they probably aren't looking for something San. It's not like they're looking for like a full house calendar. They're gonna look for like something Super Bowl Fifty related because that's like a cool thing to have. So I'm thinking shot glasses around seem to be the mandate. Can't go wrong with a shot glass. Can't go wrong with a shot glass. Um, that, that seems right, right? So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've had Peter Schwartz go, you know, I think he wants shot. How many people am I going to have to get souvenirs for? You know what? And how, and it's not like I have time to be running around getting souvenirs. Of course, that's the other difficult part. Maybe even like a mini football that says, you know, Super Bowl 50. That's right. something different. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, in packing, I packed my big suitcase. Um, not only because I have big underwear... But to give me uh, plenty of jeans, plenty of room to with whatever I'm bringing back. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm only packing one pair of jeans. Really, only one? Well, I have three pairs of dress pants because I'm wearing dress pants to Radio Row every day. Okay, that makes sense. You don't think you should pack an extra pair of jeans? I mean, what if something spills on them? Then what are you gonna do? Well, I'm wearing jeans on the plane, so that'll be my second pair. All right. What if you know the uh, they're coming around with peanuts and drinks, and you get a little drink all spilt all over you? I got my there? dress pants. And the ride and the flight home, I got a nice pair of sweats. Five hours, I want to be free. I'm just going to be honest. It seems like you're more prepared for the underwear and socks situation than the uh, pants. Well, because the underwear and socks, put it this way, they're the first line of defense. You know what I mean? Like, they're the goalie. The jeans are just the net. You got that big suitcase, it wouldn't hurt to pack an extra pair of jeans. I just don't know how much weight I'm bringing back between chocolates and shot glasses, Joe. I mean, that would be a ton of chocolate and shot glasses if you're bringing back that much. I'm very excited. I'm wondering what we're going to eat every night. Me and DA for dinner should be nice, huh? Absolutely. What are you thinking? A burger? Like something like a I'm bar sure we'll scene? I'm sure. Steak, steakhouse? I'm sure we're going to end up at some bar scenes, something like that. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to find a couple of these catered events. Cash in there, you know? Ton of events going on. I'd be just great. Just find them. I got, I, listen, I'm looking to eat. I got three days on the horse, no gym. Let me eat. No surprise there. No surprise there. I think it'll be a good time. Are you going to be okay back at the shop on Friday, back at the station? Yeah, I should be all right. Uh, you you got to take on a couple double duties, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I know. I think I'll be fine. Just, uh, it's only one night. That's why I'm not really that uh, worried about it. I'll and be fine. More importantly, not really more importantly, but just something before we let go, should be noted, you are a saint because you're going to have the worst Super Bowl 50 experience of anybody. 
you have to produce live radio during the game, up against the game. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to next week. I'd, I'd be lying if I said I'm happy to be here, but uh, yeah, it should be a challenge. I can't wait to see what guests would be willing to come on and join the program this weekend. Now, will the plan be, I, I'm not sure, who is it Nick Wright hosting? No, actually, Nick, would, I believe, is flying home from, the, from San Fran. He's actually there now, so he won't be hosting. We have... Uh, Mike Meltzer and somebody else out in Houston, and then and they, Ken Carmen. And they're going to host up against the game. Yep, 6 p.m. Eastern to so 10 will, p.m. Will Eastern. you do like all counter programming, like NBA talk, stuff like that? I mean, that's the only thing that'll work. Yeah, you can't because if if you care about football. Well, first and then all, if you think about it, I mean, who the hell wants to come on and talk about the NBA during the Super Bowl? I mean, let's be serious. These guys are watching the Super Bowl. It might be, might be you, the host, and the uh, update anchor throwing it around, talking LeBron. I mean, Tyron Lue. they need a Packers spot, I'm more than happy to help, but that's always about it. Always comes back to the Packers spot, Joe. Always <laughs> comes back. That's all I got. All right. Well, speaking of that, so that's all we got. That's going to wrap it up for the Permission Granted Podcast. When we come back next week, we'll have a full recap of all the stuff that went on in San Francisco and exactly how many pairs of underpants I exactly needed <laughs> to use in San Francisco. So I know you guys will all be waited by beta breath with that. Joe, you can follow him on Twitter at JoeDCBS. Follow me at MirazCBS. Rock out. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.